Hello and welcome to Parallel Purpose, a podcast by 50th Parallel Public Relations. I'm Nazanin Lorio, founder and principal. And I'm Hannah Wilcox, director of operations. In this podcast, we'll be sharing some stories from the inner workings of our team. We hope that this podcast will empower others to leverage communications to expand their reach and refine their message. And that it will inform you, dear listener, about the work our full-service, all-female team does. In this fourth episode of Parallel Purpose, we're focusing on design and branding, featuring conversations with some of our favorite female designers. First up, we are thrilled to have Laura Perpick, Creative Director of Caribou Creative. Laura is a graphic designer based in the Comox Valley, whose incredible work we've tapped for many of our clients. She is also an instructor of communications design at North Island College and a mentor at Capilano University Idea School of Design. She spoke to Hannah at our Courtney podcast studio. Thanks so much for joining us today, Laura. Let's start off with how did you get into this work? Yeah, that's kind of funny because I didn't even really know what graphic design was before I got into this profession. Out of high school, I wanted to be a ballet teacher, so I kind of pursued that for a little bit and then quickly decided that wasn't the direction I wanted to go. (laughs) So I was kind of struggling to find out what that next step was going to be. And an art school teacher reached out to me and he was like, why don't you get into graphic design? It's a great way to be creative and also make a fairly lucrative business out of it. And so I did and I applied to college, got in thankfully, and 20 years later, I'm still doing the same thing. (laughs) What do you find meaningful in your work? Hmm. I think it's changed over the years. When I first got into the industry, I found meaning in acceptance and acknowledgement for my work and recognition. Working with these big brands and seeing my work on a billboard or in a commercial or something like that, to me, that's where I found my meaning. Fast forward to 10 years after that, and I started my own business, and I work predominantly with small independent businesses, which is so different from what I was doing before. And it was intentional because I found that that meaning had kind of changed for me in the sense that I find meaning working one-on-one with clients and seeing that tangible growth. Design should be attainable to everyone regardless of budget. How has your experience as a woman influenced your work? When I was working with some big agencies, oftentimes I would be the only woman in the room. And I was young and, you know, impressionable. And a lot of times I was talked over. So it kind of helped me build a bit of a backbone. One good story about how being a woman has influenced my work was when I was working for a skateboard company early in my career. At that time, even 20 years ago, there wasn't a lot of women actually in advertising, especially at those higher roles like art director, creative director, that kind of thing. And then if you add that layer of skateboarding on top of it, there's even fewer women. So I was really excited and grateful that this company took me on board. I was working on the women's apparel design. And before that, it was run by men that were designing what they thought women wanted. And it wasn't that they weren't successful before I came in, because they certainly were. But I felt like my perspective as a woman and what I felt women in the industry who had a vested interest in skateboarding would want to wear kind of changed that. 
I think they just trusted me, which I was super happy about. And then when we actually saw the results and the sales that were happening, then they were like, okay, let's just take the ball and run with it. Can you tell us about the role of mentorship in your work? So when I first got out of college, it never really even occurred to me that I should source out a mentorship in any regard. And I think that was one of the biggest mistakes that I did make in my career because any lesson that I had to learn, I just did on my own. That's not to say that I didn't have a lot of inspiration around me because I started as a junior designer. So of course I had an art director and a creative director and all those people that helped form and shape who I was as a designer. So I mean, that in itself is a bit of a mentorship, but I really should have tried harder, I guess, to seek out more education that way. And I didn't, and I'm not sure why I didn't. I think maybe I just didn't want to bother anybody. I don't know. But now that I'm in that role and students are asking me to mentor, I think it's more rewarding for me than it is for them. Like I just get so excited to talk about design. And, you know, they're budding designers and they're really excited. And, you know, they are eager to learn. And it's a lot of fun. And I find that, you know, if we're working on a project, what they've accomplished from the start to the end is just remarkable to me, and I love to see that result. How have you found your design niche? I look at my work and I don't really feel like I have a style, but I know a lot of people when they talk to me about my design, they're like, oh, you know, I, I sought you out because you have a very specific style that you create. I mean, it obviously came from the clients that I have the opportunity to work with. And it's just kind of developed over time. But, you know, before social media, it's like, who were these graphic designers? No one really knew us. And now we can kind of interject a bit of us into our work. So, yeah, I guess that's part of it for sure. Even when I share my sketching process or something like that on social media, it feels very vulnerable to me because it's not like that finished, polished work. You're almost exposing your jugular to the wolves, right? And just hoping that people appreciate what you do. What have you learned most about yourself through your work? Hmm. I think one of the first things I learned about myself is that I have more of a type A personality than I thought. <laughs> I don't know if I've been successful for the last 10 years necessarily because of my design so much as my organization. <laughs> and I think that's a big part with a business. It's like if you can stay on schedule, keep within budget, and do all those kind of things for your client, that's almost just as important as the design itself. So I didn't really know I was that type of person, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> That was Laura Perpick, Creative Director and Owner of Caribou Creative in conversation with Hannah. You are listening to Parallel Purpose, a podcast by 50th Parallel. Next in this episode on design and branding, we have a conversation between 50th's own in-house designers, Elle Offord and Madeline Kolke. Both Elle and Madeline joined 50th this summer at our Victoria office and have quickly become an integral part to the whole team. They spoke to me in our Victoria podcast studio. So I'm really excited to interview you both today about your prior experiences in design and some key takeaways. So Elle, we'll start with you. How did you get into this type of work? For me, I think that graphic design was always quite an obvious choice. I was creative as a kid and I love the challenge of problem solving. I wanted to apply to do graphic design at university 
the high school I went to was actually very academic and they tried to discourage me from applying, but I did it anyway and 15 years down the line, I'm still in the same industry, so I think it was the right decision. How about you, Madeline? For me, graphic design was something that I really grew to love a bit later on when I was a teenager. It all started with hand lettering. I really enjoyed using typography to communicate messages that I was passionate about or even just song lyrics that I loved. And that's kind of where my passion for graphic design was born and where it began. And from there, I went to school. And then through some volunteer experience, I got to run social media accounts for organizations that I was really passionate about. And that was awesome because I learned that graphic design is more than just telling people messages that can actually influence the way that they act and the way that they think. And so social media is a really cool opportunity to do that. Tell us a bit about your creative process when you meet a client and how you approach that. When I first meet with a client, I want to get to know everything that I can about them. And that's from their personality to everything about their business, what motivates them. The more that I know about the client, the better work that I can do as a designer in capturing what they stand for. I think listening is the biggest part at the beginning phase, just really getting to know who they are. I think you can learn a lot about a brand or a business just from talking to the person behind it and hearing their experience, reading between the lines to try and understand how that could be interpreted into a look or a style or a brand. Al, you as our lead graphic designer and Madeline, you as our social media strategist, can you tell us a bit about how you work together as designers? Well, it's really nice that we're in the same office because we can bounce ideas off each other and it's always handy to have a second pair of eyes and a different perspective. We also have monthly branding meetings where we make sure that we're on the same track for all of our different clients ensuring that the branding is going in the direction that we want it to and that we are on the same page and using the same graphic elements and that the branding is going in the same direction. Yeah, Elle and I don't typically work on the exact same thing. We're usually working on different sides of the same project sometimes, but rarely do we actually collaborate on the same deliverable. So it's kind of cool because we have the opportunity to speak into one another's work and really support one another and have that objective and caring perspective of just what the other person's working on and how we can make our clients better together. The majority of our clients are Indigenous and so would you say that you approach that type of work more mindfully a bit different and what would be the takeaway from that? I think for me, when I joined 50th, I'd had no experience working with Indigenous people before. So for the first probably couple of months, I was really just trying to absorb everything I could and trying to understand where there were different sensitivities around certain things. You want to make sure that you are respecting their culture and trying to understand what they're trying to achieve and I feel like we have to work in a way that accommodates the way that they work as a nation. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. And I think we have a cool opportunity to get to know their traditional art style as well. Like I know that you and I have been looking at some of the symbols and just learning what they represent and what they mean. And so it's a cool thing to be able to merge that artwork with having a modern take through like social media and using those sort of stylistic elements to inspire the work that we're creating. So that's been a big learning experience for me. What advice would you give designers starting out their careers? I would tell them to be curious, ask a lot of questions. And one thing I wish that I could have told myself when I was just starting out was to not take feedback or criticism personally, but as something constructive and learn from it. I think for me, something that I am still learning and would have loved to tell myself a few years ago is just to not let other people's work that's amazing discourage you, but to really let it inspire you and encourage you to push you and just start creating things. And even if it doesn't look exactly like what you hope it looks like, to just continue to pursue growth and be inspired by those who are better than you. You're listening to Parallel Purpose, a podcast by 50th Parallel Public Relations. Finally for this episode, myself and Hannah sat down to discuss the importance of design at 50th. So I am really curious about your brainstorming when you decided that you wanted to start your own company and how you came up with the name 50th Parallel Public Relations. We had just moved to Courtney me and James, and I was ready to put a name to my business. I had been consulting for quite a long time and I really fell in love with the Comox Valley, so I wanted to pick a name that was synonymous with the area. And we get made fun of quite a bit because we're not quite on the 50th parallel. We had to round up, but the 50th parallel is between here and Campbell River. And so I really liked the name. I liked how it sounds. I love alliterations. And so I thought it was a good fit. I had asked like maybe five people. That was like (laughs) my market research was what they thought about the name 50th Parallel Public Relations. And I got good feedback. And so it kind of stuck. It's interesting now that we're in Victoria because it's not maybe a name that would be synonymous with that area. And I think that over the last five years since choosing the name, it's been refined down to 50th. I didn't want it to be cheesy. I wanted it to be somewhat timeless. At the time, James had been going through some marine training and we really loved the ocean. And so we were like, 50th parallel sounds cool. So let's pick that. It's something that reminds us of where you started, right? Even as we expand to different areas, the name still has that sort of power to it, which I love. It is part of our origin story. We'll always tie us to the area no matter where we end up, no matter where our offices open. And so I do really like that historical part of the name. Mm-hmm. So at the point that I knew that I was going to go with a name, I had spent five years prior working with designers on different branding projects for clients. And so I knew that I wanted to find a local designer that was going to be able to create something really beautiful and reflective of things that I really loved and have it be really professional. And so I found Paige Owen, a local photographer and really talented designer, 
I had told her about the name and told her that I wanted some branding done and she had mocked up a few examples and the original design was actually in a diamond shape. And so we went with that and we've been using kind of that up until a year or so ago. She came back to me and said, hey, I want to like update the logo for you. There's some like finessing that I'd like to do. And when she had sent back the package, there was this sub brand in there, this icon logo, which the graphic designers we had on our team at the time really liked and it laid out well. And so we ended up gravitating more towards that circular logo. And now we're kind of using that more. So in a sense, it's kind of slowly evolved into that, which is nice, more modern looking. But yeah, like it was really nice and important for me to work with someone who was local when I was going through that process. So I'm curious how our overall branding has evolved and what sort of elements came into play when we were looking to continue evolving the brand. It's nice because you've been with me for almost three years next year and you've seen the evolution of the brand like you started when we had that diamond logo. I don't even think we really had colors then defined. I think that that was something that we had to work through together. But the evolution of the brand has been very in alignment with the evolution of the team. And I remember you and I having this conversation when we hired three people at the same time to almost two years ago now. And I remember that orientation day where we said, you know, we want to create something that's reflective of our team when we talk about branding and, and when we talk about the content we put out for 50th, because so much of branding isn't just the logo, colors, fonts anymore. It's your messaging, it's your tone, it's the imagery you're putting out. I really love how it's happening and I think it happens really naturally, which is nice too. I'm really proud of where it is right now. You have been listening to the fourth episode of Parallel Purpose, a podcast by 50th Parallel Public Relations. We are honored to be located on the traditional unceded territory of the Comox First Nation in the Comox Valley. And of the Lekwungen-speaking people, Songhees and Esquimalt First Nations in Victoria. Many thanks to Laura Perpick of Caribou Creative for being part of this episode. Follow us on our Instagram, Parallel Purpose Podcast, for the latest updates and behind-the-scenes content. And of course, follow us wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. Our next episode will be released soon. We hope you'll join us then.